Hey guys, most of you know that I'm one of the founders here at the Motherhood Anthology membership along with Jenny and Allison, but I wanted to let you know that I'm also one of the co-owners of Indie Print Co. And at Indie, we say that we're on a mission to revive the art of printing by means of beautifully crafted heirloom albums and fine art prints. Now through February the 7th, Indie is offering our studio sample sale. That means 40% off of heirloom and fine art sample albums and 20% off of our fine art prints and our matted sample albums. You don't need a code, you just need to go on our site and set up an account. So just go to IndiePrintCo.com and click on shop to see all the lovely products that we have there for you. Again, the sale will be offered until February the 7th, so head on over there today and check it out. At the Motherhood Anthology, we preach the importance of education, of constantly being a student of the industry and business in order to stay relevant and avoid growing obsolete. The world of business is ever-changing and so is that of the photography industry. Where the magic happens is when education meets community. Learning along with a group of like-minded professionals not only escalates the industry, but allows us all to become the best and most successful versions of ourselves. Welcome to the Motherhood Anthology Podcast, photography education for a business you love. My name is Kim Box, and I'm your host with the collaboration and help of my co-hosts and business partners at the Motherhood Anthology, Jenny Kruger and Allison Craig. Today, we have a very special episode for you. I'm delighted to be joined again with two members of the Motherhood Anthology, Shannon Griffin and Kristen Sweeting. Kristen Sweeting is a photography business owner, business coach, and podcaster, and lecturer at Belmont University, while Shannon Griffin is owner of the exceptionally successful Shannon Griffin Photography and active contributor to our TMA membership. Both Shannon and Kristen will be sitting down with me today along with one of our TMA members to discuss all things business education and community. Now I present to you episode number 13 of the Motherhood Anthology podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you guys today because y'all know you're my favorite people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously so because you're near now on two podcasts in the top 12. So, but it's just because you guys have so much great information. And we also are going to be joined by a member from our membership in just a bit. So she has some questions for you guys, but thank y'all for coming back to the podcast and What's going on with you guys this year? Tell me about where you are and what you're doing and what's in store for 2020. Well, I'm wondering if Kristen's ears are ringing because Kat Brayman and I were talking about you yesterday about because <laughs> she she and Jess doing your whole workshop and stuff. And she's like, it's the first time that I've really invested money and felt it was worth it. And it's been amazing. And I just love Chris. I'm like, I know there's, you just like, you know, your shit. I feel it. And with you, oh I love it. It's just so genuine too. Like you're just such a freaking intelligent, you know, person when it comes to emotional intelligence and just money and everything. And I love, I mean, I love your podcast. I just listened to Nikisha's podcast yesterday and I was Marcoing her. I was like, that was amazing. Like, Um, I don't know. I just love you. Shannon, I same feelings for you. Your work is, I was looking through your Instagram last night and she, that print you did for your clients in their hall that just looks like you stepped into a five-star resort. I'm like, holy cow, she is so talented. So, So excited to have this conversation today. What a treat. 
So I wondered if you guys knew each other. Do you? (laughs) I know we haven't like talked and I know Kristen through just like other groups that I've been in and her podcast and just like passing by. I've never met her in person, but I also have been following her for a long time because when I was going through my divorce journey, I think it was around the same time she was. And so there was a lot of that where I was just kind of watching, watching her and admiring her strength. Um, But yeah. Well, well, I feel like you girls need to be friends because (laughs) y'all are two of a kind. So I'm going to do a little matchmaking here, Kristen. And I love it. uh, (laughs) Y'all need to be friends. You know, I'm here for the match. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, do you girls have a word for the year? I don't know that I do this year. Usually I do because I'm really big on intention setting and I'm such a fan of a vision board and all of that stuff. I don't have one year, but maybe if I did, it would be hope. I feel like very hopeful about this year and have really good energy going into this year. So I feel good. Yeah. What's yours, Kim? Well, I was thinking about that in the shower because I I was hoping that you would ask. (laughs) No. Normally I have a word and I feel like this year, the word I need is not the word I want kind of thing, you know? So like in years past, it's always been some form of simplify or organize or not organize. I feel like that's, that needs to be my word this year or like the word brave keeps speaking to me. Like, I don't, I don't want to be brave, but there's something that in the back of my mind, it's like, I think the older I get the more I play things safe or the more afraid of things, like not like big things, but like I'm afraid to fly. So I really don't go anywhere. And I don't know, like, I think that's just a part of getting older is like, you kind of get comfortable and you start to get a little afraid of making changes or making big big leaps. I think it's harder too because when you get older because I already I'm such an anxious person like prescribed Xanax all of that (laughs) and I know I was already like that and I decided to have a baby and I just feel like the older you get you have more to you have more to lose so it's like when you're young it's like you can be brave and fearless but then you're like okay well the plane crashes my baby's gonna be without me or Uh you know I mean there's just yeah 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 I think that's the word that wants me this year, but I don't know if that's the word I want this year. <laughs> that's exactly the word you need. Right. Hello, Alicia. Are you there? Hey, yeah. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> so good to be here. I'm really excited to talk with you all. Yeah. I enjoyed both the other podcasts with you guys and really been taking it all in. So yeah, I'm really excited. So Alicia is Alicia Roach of Alicia Roach Photography, and she's one of the members in our group. and. I just think it's so valuable when you have someone that maybe has a question or a problem they want to work through and to be able to to pick people's brains. So um, thank you, Alicia, for being here today and, you know, sharing, sharing all your problems for everyone (laughs) (laughs) and letting us see if we can help you. So yeah, let's put a disclaimer though. There's no guarantee that we're going to be able to help. (laughs) Well, I will tell you, you're with some really smart girls today, these two, but today I think all of our questions, besides Alicia's questions, I have a list from the membership and they kind of all revolve around pricing. And so we'll just start with Alicia and let her tell us about herself and her business. And we'll just have a little conversation. So yeah, I've been in business for like right around nine years, primarily a wedding photographer, you know, classic, did it all and, you know, got burnt out really quick, but pushed through Ended up last year at the beginning of the year taking a full-time job as a restaurant manager 
loved the job. And it was in that kind of sweet spot for me, um, as is being an entrepreneur, but just didn't really find a great fit there um, and felt myself being called back into the photography gig, which I never really fully gave up, but just wasn't doing it, you know, of course, to the extent And I had already kind of shifted to try this motherhood thing out as I started with like an all white studio and had joined the membership. But I say I joined the membership, didn't really, you know, dive into the content or anything. I was just kind of lurking and of course did not reprice or anything like that. And so now I just feel like, really feel like I'm at a crossroads where since I stepped out and now I'm stepping back in, I can really like take a refresh and a rebrand. So I'm kind of excited for this pricing discussion to reprice myself and uh, re-emerge into the market. That's my story. I am no longer really booking weddings. I'm just trying to save my weekends for my family as my kids are in school now. So yeah, that's where I'm at. And I have all the the questions about pricing and, and things. I am in a really, really rural spot and I've never tried to let that hold me back. It is in my mind because I'm mentioning it. So (laughs) there you have it. (laughs) Where did you say you are, Alicia? I am in Northeast Missouri, up in the very far corner. As you'll see on my Instagram, it says like I'm in Quincy, Illinois, because that's kind of where I'm trying to market, which it's still a very, very small town. Close to St. Louis. I'm about like two hours from St. Louis. So when I was doing weddings, that's where I shot a lot of my weddings. So that's kind of something I struggle with. Should I be marketing there? I don't, you know, but my studio's in my basement now. So we just built a new house and I put my studio here with a separate entrance, separate driveway, all those things. So, yeah. So I think the question that you posted, we'll start with maybe is the one you say there, there's so many ways to go about pricing. How do you choose which direction is best for your business? It's just like, I'm in this spot where I'm like, I've done some research within the the membership and just my cost of doing business. I know what that is, which is relatively low, but I still want to be in that higher market. So that's another struggle, you know, like even if you have a low cost of doing business, how do you still be extremely profitable? And, you know, just the so many different ways to structure it what's going to be the simplest but best way for me to be at the maximum profit. Kristen, you want to say, Kristen's like a numbers person though. So I like, I love her brain. I'm like, why don't you go first? <laughs> um, Alicia, I'm super excited to chat with you. I was just looking at your Instagram and your work is so beautiful. What do you love about working with a client? Like, I know you said you were burned out and now you're kind of getting back into things. Like, what do you really love about photography or what do you really love when you're working with someone? When is it really fulfilling for you? So moms, that is kind of why I did make the pivot to motherhood is because like, I really do have a passion for mothers because I am one. Um, That's, that is the season of life that I'm in and like just identifying with how a mom really needs to be pampered and, and be like in this, I'm doing something for you because I didn't really have that. And so I think that's why I want to take this direction so I can provide an experience for a mom that really needs that. Yeah. Like when you, so, I mean, the reason I'm starting with this and not numbers, cause, cause I think that a lot of times pricing foundationally has to start with what really is fulfilling for you and how do you want your clients to feel when you're working with them? The answer almost 
answers itself. Once you kind of get to the root of it, if you're like, I want to pamper people, I want to hold their hand through the process. I want to make life really simple, but also beautiful for them. I want to show them that they are worth so much and they might not be getting that feedback from the people around them right now. So I want to show them that. So, you know, if you, if you think about those things and how you want someone to feel at the end of working with you, like, what are some things you want to make sure are in place before you jump to like, whether you do all in pricing or a la carte or whatever, what do you want someone to feel through the process of working with you at that end? Yeah. I love that. When you, when you think about that time in your own life, was there something that you like, would you want to make sure someone was really walking through each step of the process with you? Or would you want it to be really simple? Like what, what do you think you were craving in that moment? What do you think your clients are craving in that moment? Yeah. So a question I wrote down was how can I make my pricing simple? Because as I looked through pricing and and ways to do this and stuff, I saw some that didn't appeal to me. Not that it doesn't work for other people, but like that it was just like overcomplicated and lots of choices to be made. And mothers are already making so many choices that I feel like I don't want there to be multiple choices. You know, I want it to be something that's very simple and that I make the choices for them. So how can I set something up that they're just like, okay, like, thank you. Like you are doing the work for me. You're in, like you said, holding my hand. And again, like the art is going to be put on that wall, something I haven't ever offered before. So it's like a new experience. Do you want to offer, do you want to do IPS? I think so, or at least a form of it. I kind of dabbled a little bit in it before, but I never really went all in. Oh, and I, and I hear feedback. I almost feel like I'm doing a disservice to my clients when I'm not offering that at this point. I'm just like, I'm ready. I need to do this and, and, and really make sure that my art is going on the walls for those that are like busy moms and they don't have the time to, where'd you say it was to pray or, you know, gosh, we had those done a year ago and we still haven't had a chance to, to get them. And I had, you know, clients that are like, you're going to start doing that. Like that would be amazing. So it's like, I'm already leaving money on the table when I don't offer them products. So Shannon, I think you can really speak to Alicia because you talk so much about client experience and just how you walk the client through your process and maybe speak to her about that. I think I have a feeling, I I mean, I don't want to speak for her, but I have a feeling what Kristen was kind of getting at is if you figure out what you want to provide for these mothers, then you're going to figure out how much effort and time is going to go into this. So it's like, For me, the only reason I want two clients a month is because I know how many hours I'm spending with each client because I want each client to be spoiled. And if that's the case, I can explain it to another photographer, but this is not how I would really explain my heart or to clients. But you know, your time, you have to charge, you have like, you only have so many hours in the day. So for me, knowing that I have to give that time is the reason that I do the higher creative fee in the beginning because. They're taking, you know, I listen to Sean Lowe, I talk about him all the time, but we're taking that risk together where they're hiring me as an artist. And so in order for me to take that risk, I need to live in that headspace where I can get lost for a couple of days, where I can really envision their session and be like, okay, how, you know, they fill out this questionnaire. We've talked on the phone. I know them on a deep level. 
how am I going to transition from answers to a questionnaire to putting something on their wall where they look at it and they say, my God, that's my family. Like, this is me. This is, I feel this. And for me, even if they didn't get a beautiful photo back, it's about the experience, which they are like, we know what we're doing. They're going to get a beautiful photo back, but I want the experience to be something where they're like, I've never been treated like this. I've never had anything happen like this for me. So that's why I charge on the front end, but you know, really it is so that I can have that space to get lost, to take the risk, to say, we're going to do this together, but I can't do that unless I am paid for that. I can't do that Unless someone's saying, I believe in you, I'm going to give you this money in order to produce this for me. So I could see you going both ways where it's like, I want it to be super simple and I literally am all inclusive and I give some digitals. That doesn't sing to my heart. For me, if I were talking to you and we were going through the way that I do things, I would say, you know, as Kristen was saying, really figure out what you want to provide and what that looks like for you, what makes it worth it for you. What makes your clients really gravitate towards you? What you can, what can you passionately talk about? Like, what's your why? Why are you doing this for them? Because at the end of the day, if you, in my mind, if you focus on products and you focus on the end product, you're a retail store. You are not an artist. And so for me, I want people to put the value on my vision. I want people to put value on, I'm getting to work with Shannon Griffin. Shannon Griffin's only going to what, live 90 years. So like I get this time to actually work with her as an artist and it will never happen again after she's gone. Like, and I, that sounds so like pretentious and I don't mean to toot my own horn, but like, I have to believe that, right? If I want people to pay me to do what I do, I have to believe that they're coming to me because they want to work with me and they're not going to get this with anybody else. They can get an album with almost anybody. They can get prints with anybody, but that experience and that end art is only going to be with me. And I need them to see the value in that in the beginning. And that's why I charge. And I honest, my creative fee right now is 14, four, 1,450. And I'm like, that is not enough. Like I'm already like, but I'm not just going to raise my prices because it's January 1st. I also have to be like, what value am I adding to this? Like if I'm going to raise, why am I raising my prices? Mm-hmm. So I really think her question was spot on. Like, what do you want to provide? Like you really, cause your numbers are going to be your numbers. My cost, I charge way more than my cost of doing business because I want a life. And I also want the clients that really believe in what I do and are going to pay me to do that. And if I'm only taking two sessions a month, I've got to charge a lot for what I do. I love that, Shannon. I love your like passion behind it too. And I, I do think a lot of times we skip over that the why section of like, why do I want my life to be this way? Why do I need extra time to work with this client? And then what's going to really speak the most to them. So again, before you even get to like what price to put on it, even whether it's IPS or it's all in, I think like with making something really simple, you can tell your client what your ideal package is that they, they buy, you know, cause I think that that's a thing, whether they're a, you know, bride or groom getting married or they're a mom that's overwhelmed is they're like, I don't actually know what I need. I need I kind of need someone to either tell me what I need or help me figure it out. So, you know, with either way of pricing, I'm a big fan of having an ideal package for your client. And it's the thing that you really get behind. Like Shannon loves creating art that's big, that can go in someone's home. I would love if every one of my clients had as had five albums, because I've told the lifelong story of the, their life, you know? So I... I'm so behind 
albums that I easily sell those. Shannon is so behind her art and her experience that she can sell them. So I think like if you were to be like, okay, someone comes to you, what would be Alicia, what would be the best package they could possibly buy? Like what would, what would let you spoil them? What would let them have the things that you really want them to have at the end? Like sell us on that package for a second. Well, so I don't really have a package right now. I mean, I, yeah, that's okay. Just make it up right now. Yeah. (laughs) I see in my mind right now, I feel like I should have three packages. The first package is like a petite session. And then the next session would be like the mid, like classic session. And then the third session would be like the ultimate session or something. And then the mid session would be like the one that I would sell the most of because it's like the sweet spot, the one that everyone goes with the classic session and it comes with like hair and makeup and it gets, it, you get everything with it and, or not everything. It's so like the ultimate, you get everything with the classic, you get hair and makeup, but it doesn't last too long. So like the kids don't lose their, their crap and you know, mom feels good about it. Dad's still not, you know, losing his patience and everybody's happy. <laughs> I, I'm in my sweet spot because they're spending, you know, I guess a good amount of money and then I can still sell products. I don't know. That seems like how it was when I was in weddings too. So I guess I'm still kind of, you know, bouncing from that because I had three packages and most people book like the mid-level. For a second, I just want you to throw out the like what I should offer and be like, what would be the best option? Like throw out the every piece of information you've gotten about running a business and be like, what would be my dream? Like I can take, you can take this mom to the spa before your shoot, you know, it's like build that dream thing. That's fulfilling for you, fulfilling for them. Imagine they have an unlimited budget and like sell us on that package for a second. So the, the works, everything comes with it. And mom is pampered from the, the beginning to the end. And you know, there's no limit and mom can get whatever she wants for her walls. Love it. That's huge. I don't know. Shannon, do you have any thoughts? Alicia, what, if you were the customer, if you're the client, what do you love? Do you love prints? Do you love an album? Do you love art on your walls? Like, what do you get excited about? Like what, if you're buying something, what do you love? I love like the client wardrobe, like getting my hair and makeup done, getting the art on the wall, like, you know, three big prints on my wall makes me happy. So that's what you're getting at, Kristen, right? Like, what yeah. is it that you, that excites you? If you're buying something, what gets you excited? Now, build that dream collection of what, if I could do this, have this, experience this, what would it be like? Excitement is contagious. And so if you love mm-hmm. it, that's going to be contagious, you know, right, Kristen? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing that you're excited about, the thing that you would buy, the thing that you dream of. When Vanessa hires you for her motherhood session, you just dream of putting this collection of three photos up in her house. You know, when you're thinking about your pricing, you can create that package that you're so excited about. And when someone comes to you, you can be like, this is ideally what you should hire me for is this. If, you know, you walk through the whole thing and then if the pricing doesn't line up, then you can edit it for someone. But Like, for example, with weddings, when someone comes to me, I don't just say my base package is this, you know, it like what it does is it anchors someone down at a at my lowest price. They're not dreaming with me. They're stuck kind of on numbers. 
But if I can say, ideally, like what I want every one of my clients to have is full day wedding coverage, because the worst thing in the world is to be stressed about time on your wedding day, rehearsal Mm -hmm. dinner coverage, because then I get to know everybody in your wedding before the wedding day, an album for you, an album for your parents, because they're putting a crap ton of money and energy into this too. You know, so I like, I have my, my, my thing that I say like, this is ideally what I want you to get. And then we can either work backwards or get to that eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Shannon, do you do something like this with your clients when you're doing your sales calls? I, sh- I So, God, it's so hard for me because <laughs> I had, I talk about this all the time. I had to get out of the photography world to like really figure out how I wanted to do this. And like to hear, I get it, like to hear like, okay, I'm going to have a base package. A middle, and it just like, it kills me because there's no... There's no room for creativity because so many times you're not going to be booking the package you want to book. And what's going to happen is you're going to get these clients that don't envision a world with you where you take them out of reality, where you say, this is how you've had it in the past, but I'm about to shit. You're hiring me because you want something different. You want something new. You want to feel something. So for me, if you're going to like what Kristen said, have that, have it where it's like every client, you're like, you don't even have packages. You're like to work with me this is what you're going to get in the end because I need you to dream with me. I want every client to have this three image wall gallery where it's going to be, whether you want it to be like a faraway shot, a close up, a shot of your kids, whatever that is. But like have something where you feel so like, this is what I want in product to be. Cause I feel like so many times photographers get in their head where they're like, they see other people's and they're like, well, okay, well my second package is going to have two, eight by tens, three, five by seven. And it's like, does that get your soul? Like, does that make you passionate? Does that make you want to get out of bed and dream something with clients? And for me, like, I get that this is a business. Do not get me wrong. Business comes first, but it's like, why are you doing this? Like, if you are not wanting to live in this creative realm where you get paid a lot of money to do it, like, why are you doing this? Why wouldn't you go get a job where you can get health insurance? Like, I don't know. I just, it's really, really hard for me. Like I've almost thought of getting to the point now where it's like, okay, if you hire me, it's what, $10,000 and you're going to have this huge wall piece and then we can add on from there. And if that doesn't work for you, I totally understand, but we're not going to be a good fit for each other. And I know that's that's so far on the other end and I know that's not where a lot of people are and you're just starting back out, but I wish more people would start there and work backwards and say, okay, realistically, can I have this dream package like Kristen's talking about? Could I have this thing that ignites my soul that when I talk to someone, I'm like, this is what most of my clients end up doing. Let me walk you through this. And if they're like, you know, that's a little bit more than I wanted to spend, then you get to decide, okay, let's talk about what you do want. And let's talk about realistically what that would look like investment wise, instead of having these lower packages where they don't know what they want and you don't really know what they want. You're just throwing a bunch of crap together because you're like, that's what I've seen other people do but that's what everybody else is doing. And they could go to anybody else for that. And it's like, what is setting you apart? Why are people coming to you? And I feel like if you figure that out and work backwards from that, just like Kristen's saying, and having that thing that like, when you get on the phone, you're so excited to be like, this is what I do for every single client, because I feel like they're going to get excited and they're going to come to you and be like, oh, this is the special. This is the, this is the photographer I was telling you about. She does it this way. And this is why I'm hiring her because my friend did it or whatever else. And they got those three beautiful portraits. Like, 
I just think we get so stuck. I think we get so stuck in the numbers and like, we have to do what everybody else does. And then we get burnt out because we're just, we don't have room to create. We don't have room to be passionate. We take someone in the same damn field every time. And we take the same pictures and the same poses. And it's just like, why am I doing this at the end of the day? I'm sorry. I just get really like, I get really in my my head about it, but I just like, I wish people would dream bigger. I really do. Does that help Alicia? That was good. Uh, are you pumped yeah ten thousand dollars a session tomorrow no No, but I just I just like one more thing because I was listening to I I quote him all the time and I'm so sorry but like I was listening to Sean Lowe's podcast because he just he he thinks so outside the box and he was talking this morning he was like do not just raise your prices because it's January 1st, right? Like don't just raise your prices 10% because that's what everyone else does. Because first of all, if you just do it like arbitrary numbers and do it 10%, he's like, now you're competing with other people around you. And then people are going to be wondering why your work is so much better than the next and why they shouldn't just go. But he's like, imagine a world where you add a zero to your number. Let's just say like, think about it to work with me, just to work with me is $1,400, right? What if it was $14,000? But in, in doing that, I have to live in a world where I imagine also what, what kind of value am I adding to that? So you can't just raise your prices because you're too busy. You're too booked out. You're too this, you're too that. But actually live in a world where you're like, I am going to raise it a significant amount, but I also have to put in the work and figure out how I'm going to make, make it so valuable for my client that they can't say no that they want to work with me, that it's, we get to dream together. And again, live in that fog, take that risk. So I think it doesn't have to be that big. I'm not saying that. And I tell people all the time that your creative fee can be a little bit lower. Your products can be a little bit lower, but have something that makes people notice that you're different and that they have to take a risk. Like someone paying me $1,400, not getting anything is a risk because they could hire me and not like any of the photos or hire me and be like, now I have no more money to spend on products, but I worked like with you. One, can I ask you a question about yeah. that? Yeah. Do you think there's one thing or just something that you do that really like instills confidence in your client in their very beginning to know going in? Yes. I I talk about, I ask them a red flag question on my questionnaire that says, what's your intention with working with me? And they can either answer, I want a quick session with a few prints, or I want to create art together. And if they answer, I just want a quick session with a few prints, I email them and I tell them we're not a good fit. I still send them my information, but it's that first thing. And I send them my process page where it shows like what it will be like. Let's imagine what it will be like to work together. And I don't have set pricing. I have like a range because I do custom and I can't, I don't know how much you're going to spend with me. I You could spend 5,000, you could spend 50,000. I don't know. And so mm-hmm. I want them to have that experience where I don't, I don't do collections because my clients want something that's very exclusive and they want something where they can kind of put, put their finger on it. And like, it, they want me to pretty much feel like, this is what you need. I've looked at your walls. I've looked at, you know, this is what I'm going to create for you. And then they want to take that journey. But yeah, I think from the beginning, being able to say, no, you are not a good fit for me. I am not a good fit for you. And I learned that in the last couple of years that no is, is it's a love. It's a love language saying no, it's setting a boundary. It's saying, I'm not going to waste my time, but I also don't want to waste your time because you're not going to enjoy this process. So I think that's a big part of it is, is being able to set those boundaries. And then what's so beautiful about that is the people that 
say, I want to create art together. When I read that email, I get so excited. Like they light that fire in me to where I want to. Now I want to create for you. Now I want to make magic for your family because you're about to take this ride with me. Hey, Alicia, I think about this a lot. Um, And Shannon and Kristen, like, what is it? What is the difference between those that are, you know, charging 10,000 and those that are charging 250? What is it that makes one be able to ask that and get that and one not? And I think like the question you just asked Shannon Alicia is beyond what she said. I think it's just always the confidence and the passion for what they're doing and how that just relates to a client. You know, Shannon believes that she can provide a, provide a service and a experience that is worth that. And she believes that. And therefore she does that. And I mean, maybe some of that, a little of that, maybe Shannon, would you say has to do with your market? I mean, you, a little of it, not all of it, but. um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does. When I was living in Tallahassee, which by no means is a tiny town, but it's definitely smaller than the Palm Beach, Miami area. But when I was living up there, I used to travel here. I used to travel seven hours down here to photograph clients. So I, I I knew the kind of clients I wanted, but, but, and like I said, I don't, it's your numbers are going to be different than mine. And I try to tell like, you, you don't have to charge. I'm not saying you need to charge what I'm charging because I am in a different market, but you can still live with this passion and have a higher creative fee and all of this other stuff without charging a crap ton of money. Like you can still do it in a way that works for you, but it's where are you painting your value? Mm -hmm. Like, where is that coming from? How are you getting people excited? Because I'm not going to be excited about a couple of eight by tens I'm excited about working with you. I don't care what you produce for me. If you give me the experience of my life, like I just want to work with someone who's going to make me feel magic. Something else I think about is like, you know, I'm going to be making a pretty significant price jump and which I've read and heard that's like a good thing. You know, don't want to make small, small jumps that like a big jump is good. Also scared, of course, like I don't have that confidence that, you know, I need, and I'm trying to work on that, but you know, so like, say I do this and I give it six months and wow, it's like so successful and that's going to be awesome. But at six months, if I give it six months and it's like, I just don't feel like I'm making what I want to be making. Do I reevaluate? What's a good point to be like, okay, I just need to adjust or I need to do something different in my business or, you know, how can you, I guess, readjust your sales or readjust your pricing? Readjust, what do you readjust if something is not working with your pricing? Yeah, I can, I can answer this. I mean, I think so often we assume it's the price and a lot of times it might be the, the marketing, the way you're talking about it, or the thing that we think people want, isn't the thing that that they actually want. So, you know, Shannon knows that what she is selling is an experience of working with an artist. So she knows what her thing is and has people that want that. For me, people hire me because they trust me. People hire me because I reduce their stress. You know, like I know what my thing is. So I think some of it is asking everyone you've ever worked with. Like these are just some practical ways to figure this out for you. Start Mm -hmm. asking people for honest feedback. Yes. Your work, your process. And it can be in your personal life too, because our personal lives 
should really line up with our business in a way if we want to not be burned out by them. Like your personal values need to go into your business values if you're going to do this for a long time. So like, what do people love about working with you? What do they say after, you know, what do they say? What do you, when you go inside to, you know, early versions of yourself, when you were a kid, you're that little inner child artist, like what did she love doing? What would like, what lights you up after you take away all the layers of like expectations from other people and things you've heard from the industry? Like when you boil down to you that like, you know, original version of you, I do this with myself all the time. Cause we're like, we're all bombarded with societal expectations and everything that like core essence, like who is she? And then you can start figuring out what the thing is that you do differently and that people appreciate and start editing the way you're talking about it. Cause so often I feel like people are underselling themselves because they don't understand what that one thing is that they're really offering. That's unique. Preach it. (laughs) (laughs) When you're first starting, you're so scared to be like, do I talk about my personal life? Do I do? And I do think that there are like, I, I, I don't think you should get online and be like, complaining every day. And like, I think that there's, I don't want to say boundaries because you should be yourself, but I know for me, I was already booking moms, but after I had my daughter, when I started to post about my postpartum depression and how motherhood was crap. And like, I felt like I was lied to and I was struggling and all like I booked moms from talking about it. They were like, no one talks about this stuff. And I trust you. And I want to hire you for this. Like you see the world in a way that I see the world and that a lot of other people don't. And what is it? There's, there's somebody that talks about like, you only need so many people. It's like so many people to believe in you to start a business or to buy your product or whatever else. And it's like, don't be for everybody, figure out who you are and be for those people. Cause those people are going to invest in you. Those people are searching for you. They want you. And sometimes I feel like living in a small town can actually be a benefit because you are the big fish in the little pond and you can be the one person that does something so differently than anyone else around you or within 200 miles of you. You can be that person that people actually from a big town will fly in and work with you. Yeah. You can be that person. I love that. I did that for a while when I lived in a small town, people would come in from bigger cities for boudoir when I was doing that as my secret side hustle. And it was just like, you create something really different and really unique in a space that someone feels safe or feels seen or feels like they can be a better version of themselves. And, and the other stuff is just, you know, icing, you know, like if, and I think that the thing that's overlooked in pricing is how much personal work and how much um, self-reflection goes into really figuring out what, like, what we want to offer the world, and I think that's really where where this conversation starts shifting is when you figure that thing out. You're a wedding photographer, a family like luxury is such an overused word, and yes. <laughs> we even if you charge a hundred dollars, you are a luxury photographer because you are a luxury because no one needs photographs. We, I'm sorry, but they don't, we're not, we're not food on the table. We're not shelter. It is a luxury what we do. So for me, I'm like, charge what you need to charge because no one needs to come to you. So make it to where they want to come to you. They have to work with you. They have to like have one of your photos in their house. Like start looking at it like that. 
like they want me. Like they want me as an artist and I need to charge for that so that I can continue to be an artist so that I don't have to be a restaurant manager on the side eventually. And if you have to do that for a while, please, like I'm all for side businesses so that you can say yes to the right clients. I'm not saying don't, but eventually if your goal is to run this full time, you eventually want to get out of that space. So you're going to need to charge for it. Kristen, I wanted to circle back around to something you said and see if we could go a little deeper. You said- the main thing that our clients need are probably not the things that we think that they need. So give me some examples of that. Like, what is it for you in your business? For my clients? Yeah. Like give some examples of what we think they need, like, and what they're actually looking for. Do you have, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Actually, a friend of mine, asked me this question the other day when I was, I was stuck on a pricing raise myself and I can just, I can go through them with y'all if you want. So like, so what's the most important thing in your life? My family. Yeah. And anyone can answer this. Yeah. Same. Absolutely. Yeah. Probably like God, my family, you know, what's next. What's second for me, security, like making sure they're taken care of health, probably health and well being. Yeah. Probably just like basic needs. What's next? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, I guess for me would be just happiness. I'd say my passion. Maybe. Yeah. Fulfillment, happiness. Yeah. What's next? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't prepared for this, Kristen. Let me think. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Family health, fulfillment, security, like my home beauty. I mean, like having like beautiful things around me, like feeling like my environment, that's really important to me in my state of mind. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah. I mean, so I think a lot of times we make assumptions about what people's priorities are and we think, so for example, coaching client might come to me And they tell me what they want is to raise their prices, but maybe what they really want is to feel secure in their business or to feel inspired. I would say a lot of times people think what they want is security and what they actually want is inspiration. So that's something that I see a lot is, is people come to me thinking they want one thing and actually needing something different. And with photography, I would say it's probably similar You come thinking you want wedding photography or you want a really good photographer, but what they really want is peace of mind or a connection with me or to be able to show off their photos to their friends. You know, there's like, there's layers to what people want and what they're hiring you for. And a lot of it is not even top of mind for the other person. So it's interesting as you like start learning about your client. There's stuff that they're not telling you, but there's also stuff they're probably not saying to themselves or don't know that they need that they, that actually is going to change everything. Because if you think about like motherhood, you know, if you're working with a mom, the thing everyone wants is to be a better mom, right? And to have their kids have an amazing life. And when they're coming to you for photos, maybe they're thinking like, I just want to capture this moment with them. But what you're also doing is you're inspiring them to be more of the mom that they want to be. You're, you're leaving them with something that's so intangible, but also so meaningful 
because it's not just the photo. It's the, at the end. It's that like when you're thinking of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you have the basic needs at the bottom, then the emotional needs, and then kind of becoming this full version of yourself. Like you're leading them up this pyramid of human needs and they think they just want a cheap photographer and to save money. But what they really want is this kind of self self actualization, this growing into this new version of themselves. And how in the world could you give that to them if you aren't charging what you need to charge? And Kristen, yeah. you're so, you're so damn spot. I mean, I case and cause that's a, you know, finding your why for me, even before I was a mom, especially doing boudoir mothers are invisible. No one takes photos of the moms. They're not in the memories. Dad doesn't pick up the phone and take the photo. I have to beg my husband to remember to take photos of me and my daughter. I have to hand him my phone and say, I told you 10 times. I would like to be in the memories when our daughter is 30 years old. So for me, my why is that moms are always in the background or not in the photos at all. And so even though I do family sessions, mom is it for me. She's my main concern. She's the one that I want to make sure is in the front of those photos because she's invisible in her everyday life. She puts herself last. Mm -hmm. Like I literally feel invisible most days, except for the way that my daughter loves me. So I had a client reach out to me and she's like, I've never liked myself in photos. I've gained a lot of weight. My daughter's a year old, but I love your work and I trust you. And I want to do this. And I want some large wall pieces, but I just like so scared because I just never liked to photo myself. So I have in my questionnaire, like, are there any images in my portfolio that appeal to you? And she went through and she sent me a couple and it was all like, like her favorite one was they were standing, holding the kid's hand and the, you could just see the the parent's legs. And so I, I was like, look, I understand if you like really love this photo because you love this photo, but do you love this photo because you, you don't see yourself in it? And she was like, uh, (laughs) okay, maybe that's why. And like, I was noticing all of the photos she was sending me for inspiration. You couldn't really see mom. And I was like, we're going to get you out of this. I promise you, I will take some photos that you love of yourself. I have their order. I've got to go to Miami next week and have my installer meet me. They just spent $10,000 on five frame prints and they have a 40 by 60 going up in their house. And she, she, there's two of her that show like her face, like her face. So like, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, that is when I get really like, but I wouldn't be able to do this if I was volume and I couldn't ask these questions and I couldn't get on the phone and say, why are you hiding? Like who, who gets to do that when they're doing 20 sessions a month? Like how, how could I have the space to do that? And if that's the way people want to run their business and they love it and they're business minded and they're like, I'm fulfilled because I'm feeding my family. That's beautiful too. But I think you've got to find your why, because it's going to change the way that you price yourself. Shannon, when you ask that question, what's important to us? And I had to go through and think about that. I think that is so, so at the heart of what makes photographers successful when they figure that out, because, you know, I think back through my career of what I think worked for me or, or my favorite images or the things that were most special to me, you know, I think about my own fit, like saying family, and I know family is, you know, probably at the top of everybody's list, but I think even deeper than that for me, I'm going to try not to cry when I talk about this is, you know, like just knowing that time is so fleeting and that like losing my dad and pictures and memories and just not losing those memories. And so, you know, you think about just those images that 
are not the perfect images, but the moments that are such memories and helping to like capture that for people and preserve that for folks. And, you know, I think for me that that has meant so much. And then when you can find something like that, that moves you, you can't help but move other people and you can't help but sell other people on something you believe so deeply in. So I think that back to your original question, Alicia, (laughs) it's not about, (laughs) it's not about collection A, B, or C. It's about what is it that is so meaningful to me that I want to give that to you And then Shannon's point being that you have to pay me enough that I'm not tired and burnt out and like just trying to be the rat on the wheel, but that you give me the space to figure that out, to get to know you, to create that for you and to give you that. And I think if you can put all those pieces in place, you're going to have a really successful career, but it all starts with what do I love? What fills me up? What is meaningful to me? Because if that's not meaningful to you, just because everyone else in our industry does it, you're not going to be able to like be passionate about it. And people can see that, you know, so sorry. That was my, don't be sorry. We cry all the time. Uh, Oh gosh. Well, I just want to hit, I know I've kept you like, gosh, this has flown by, but I want to hit just a few questions from our membership. If you guys have a few more minutes. Yeah, absolutely. These are just kind of practical, like give us your opinion on these things. So any advice on keeping continuity between weddings and portraits? Clients often have a different mindset about what should be invested in where weddings are an important milestone, just like a new baby. So many clients use high-end wedding photographers and spend a lot, but then get really cheap when it comes to family sessions. Do you have any advice on that? I'm assuming this is for someone that's offering both or just kind of generally. I think it was Um, Jenny that asked that, wasn't it? And she's not doing weddings anymore. Yeah, but I I think think because a lot of people in your group ask that too. Yeah, she she chimed that in because that's a question. We have a lot of people that yes. are leaving leaving the yeah. wedding industry, wanting to be able to make the same amount with motherhood photography and wanting to know how do you continue that continuity of pricing? Yeah. I mean, I, I think if it's the handoff, I think um, like if you're doing one kind of pricing for weddings and one for the portraits, just having really clear communication and realizing that you're actually selling to a different person. Like a lot of times the person that's paying for the wedding photography is not the same person that's paying for family photography. So I think if it's the the same photographer offering weddings and portraits, I think it can be really easy to have one thing be the main thing that they put all this energy into. And the other thing is kind of an afterthought. And then they wonder why they're having a hard time charging more for it. Whereas if you were just focusing on one or the other is going back to all these things we're talking about of making it something really special, really unique, over communicating your process so that people aren't surprised. It's building that trust again, even if it's your same client, I think, because it is a totally different person paying a lot of times. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think? Yes. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, that was a big, there was a big disconnect when I was starting to get like, I was like, I'm, it's not making sense that I'm charging. I start at like 14,000 for a wedding, but then a family session, that's only an hour. 
might pay me $14,000 too. And I was the same way. I was like, what if it's the same client? Like, this is going to be so weird. Like, why do you give the digitals for a wedding, but you don't give the digitals for family session? So I think that there's absolutely a way to do both, but I think that you would need to charge a crap ton for weddings because they're paying for everything up front and getting the digitals. I think it would, you would need to start at a very high number. If you're charging a lot for family sessions, I really do, because it needs to make sense. Or you could strip it back and be very old school and do IPS for weddings, which I was like, there's no way. Because then I'm, <laughs> I'm just competing with the market of like every person's going to be like, what do you mean that I don't get the digitals? So that, that part's why I kind of had it all. But I, I posted in the group, I had um, a wedding planner reach out to me in October who was, was doing a wedding. And she said, you know, they hired a photographer that does parties and they're worried about not getting really good portraits. And I immediately thought of you doing intimate portraits of them. Will you just come in for three hours to do their portraits and family photos? And I was like, absolutely, but I'm going to need to charge this for it. And she's like, that's fine. So I think when you get to that place where you're really firm and you believe in what you do and you're like, yes, but I have boundaries Again, it's that confidence. I was on the phone with her. I was like, yeah, I'll do it, but it's going to be $5,500 for three hours. And and I did tell her they will still have to go through my process. Like they still have to do the Zoom. I'm going to like try, I'm going to show them wall art. I'm going to try to sell them on some products. And she was my cheerleader. She's like, yeah, do it. I want you to make more money. So I still wanted them to fill out that questionnaire. I still want it. We still got on a Zoom call before I got to know them. So there's a way to do both. It's just sitting down, like Kristen said, one can't be an afterthought. It's like, okay, well, if I'm charging this for this, it needs to make sense that I'm charging this for the other. And they should both get my energy the same way. Good answers. Okay, here's another one. Someone says, if I definitely do not want to go back to in-person sales, but how do you get people to go big when they're sitting alone in front of their computer? I think that was a good one for you, Shannon. I don't know if they mean that they don't want to actually meet in person or if they want to just have like a pixie set. It sounds like they're delivering a gallery of images. Right. So I am not the best to talk on with that because I feel very passionately like I want, like I charge what I charge because I'm giving them a full service. Like they could get on Shutterfly and do that. Like what am I at that point? It's not custom. What am I offering them? But, but, and I know people that do it successfully. It's just, if it doesn't get me going, I don't know if I'm going to have the best answer for that. Maybe it's like what we talked about in the beginning where you have like, they know going in that you do like three large wall arts and they know like now they know they can pick the three and like you do a higher sale on the front end possibly. Cause I know a lot of people that pre-sell before they even do the session. Maybe, I don't know. Cause I don't do it that way. Right. Well, I think you still can, um, I mean, lots of people these days do uh, sales appointments um, via Zoom. So if it's I do just that, a, yeah. yeah. But I know there's a lot of people that are like, I don't want to do that at all. I don't want to right. worry about the frames. I don't want to like. I just like I don't want to do any any form of IPS. I just want to send them a gallery, and then they pick out their photos, and then it's self fulfilled or something like that. Right. So. To me, it's just, it's just hard because I just believe in full service. So it's hard for me to, to sell that, but you could, I mean, I know people that make money doing that. I think just talking about it in the beginning and being on your social media, being like framed print art, this is why I believe in it. Like, and like I said, I know a lot of people that pre-sell 
in the beginning, like before they even do the session, they'll pre-sell like some framed prints and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I probably am more the all-in structure, especially being mostly weddings and then coaching is like a higher price point, more investment. They're not getting print. They're different things than, than offering portraits, but I can speak a little bit to the all-in. I, and I'm not trying to be repetitive, but I do think it just comes back to creating a really unique experience and having, having the value be in more than just like, I think if you're, if you're selling something high price, that's a high price service and you're not delivering product or doing full service, then the experience has to be so incredible that that was worth it without even seeing the photos. Yes. So, I yeah, think the, yes. Charge on the do selling. the high commission fee that way. Like I feel yeah. like because Jenny's Jenny does it successfully, but I feel like if you were to go that route, do something where again you're not putting the value on the products. At the end, you've already made your money, and that product is icing on the cake. You could do something like it's thirty five hundred dollars just to have me work with you, and then I'll upload your gallery, and then you can pick if you want additional like art and you want to pay for that. But yeah. You can sell that after, but yeah, your, your creative fee is where you're making your money. And also it's like, they're all an investment basically. So our, I guess the question was kind of about marketing and charging, charging a lot for something like that. And yeah, I think it's just, it's speaking really clearly to the experience that you're providing for someone making it fun. I think we under, we undersell ourselves of like, these are fun. This is a fun experience. Like people want to invest in experiences. They, you want to go on vacation. You want to, you know, learn different things, experience different things. And this is kind of like investing in a high-end experience. I think if you're, especially if you're pricing it that way. So we have another member that asks, I'm curious how often you should raise prices. I feel more comfortable doing it in small increments. She says, I think the rule of thumb I heard is something like every three sessions raise X amount on, I've never heard that formula, but it's getting to be too much, constantly changing my pricing on my guide. I know where I want my pricing to be, but feel like I still have work to do personally to justify it. So how often should we be raising prices? Do you think? Kristen, are you in the middle of doing that? (laughs) What? Yeah. <laughs> I am. I just doubled all my prices. I think like you know when you know. I don't know. I I don't have any set formula to it and I'm a fan of doing big jumps. I mean Shannon mm-hmm. talked about this too of it has to be intentional and there's a reason why. It's not just all right, here's a little bit. Like to me that's to me it's not inspiring to raise little by little. To me it's like I have a goal I'm going for. There's a really clear reason similar to Shannon like I only want to work with five to 10 wedding clients a year and kind of similar with coaching. And so that, that really limits my income unless I'm charging more for it, you know? So it's a little bit of working backwards and a little bit of like, when I'm able to give my full emotional energy to this client, we make magic together. And so I need to make sure that I have that room to give to somebody. So I think like anytime you start resenting showing up at a wedding, mm-hmm. anytime <laughs> you're a little bit tired, anytime you're like, I missed three so- soccer games this month and I don't want to do that. That makes me feel like a bad mom. Like anytime you have a moment like that, use that as a platform, like as a jumping off point to double the prices, to rate, do a big raise. Like that's your motivator right there is like, you missed that kid's soccer game and you feel like shit. And like, now we're going to, it's going to, 
it's going to pay us more next time we miss a soccer game. Yeah, my dad used to say, if you're working more than you want to be, it's time to raise your prices. So, so talk a little bit about how much to raise. So I know that both, both of you are fans of big increases instead of small increases. I think, Kristen, you said one time that, um, was it you or Shannon that were talking about once you raise your prices about how long you should expect I say the 18 month rule, like it's okay. going to take a while because you're getting a whole new client base. Like my clients are typically not going to, when I raised it the big, big time, the first time, I would say that I don't think they'd be the same clients. If I raised it again, I think I would have a lot of the same clientele because I feel like people that could spend 10,000 can spend 20,000. I feel like when you're at that point, it's, it's like, you know, we're not talking like 200 to 20,000. When I did mine, I just... I think my, my session fee was like four fifty, and I was like, I want to quit weddings. I want a higher commission fee. So I just raised it by a thousand. And I don't know why that just felt good to me. I don't, I was also looking at like, again, working backwards, like how many sessions I wanted to take. And if they were to spend this much money, then that means I could do this many sessions a month. And that's what I want my lifestyle to look like. And I, I think a lot of times, I think we've talked about this before when people are doing cost of doing business it's great to cover all of those things, but I think sometimes we leave out other things. Like how often do I want to travel? Do I want to have a separate savings account for my daughter for if she wants to go to college? Do I want, you know, I I think that sometimes we just look at the bare minimum and I don't want my life to be like that. So for me, I always tell people when you're doing your pricing, think like two years out or more, like, where do you want to be? Cause then that way you're not crawling out of those prices it's set of like, okay, this is where I really, really want to be. Do I want to be at a bigger house? Do I want this? Do I want a nicer car? Like whatever it is. And I think there was a second part to her question of not feeling confident or not feeling as good as people in the, in her same area. And I would just say like, maybe like focus on improving in those things. Cause I do think that the confidence that comes with like knowing I'm really good at this is So it's so powerful when you know Mm -hmm. that. So like, if there's something where you're like, in the back of my head, I feel like I'm not aligned in some way with this price and the work I'm making, like pour all your energy for a time into getting better at that thing. So you feel like unquestionably good at it. And then it's not going to get in the way anymore of you making the bigger jumps. It's so mindset. It's so mindset. It's, I think it's probably 99% mindset. I mean, you, if you think about like, there's still old school photographers out there, like doing studio work, which is like, I'm talking about old school and like totally not my style. And they are making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, but it's the way that they talk about themselves. It's the way that they're prestigious and everyone in their family goes to them. And it's, it's the confidence level. And 100% when I raised my prices at the same time, I was reading the mindset books. I was meditating. I was setting intentions. I was putting post-its all over my computer about why I was worthy and why I was doing it. So yes, like that totally goes hand in hand. You have to believe it. You have to. I love what you said, Kristen, I think in our last, last episode, um, that, when I ask about confidence and how do you get that confidence and how do you change your mindset? And you said that rarely happens inside your own mind that, um, that happens when you put yourself in community with others that are doing the thing that you want to do. Um, Oh yeah. That's so true. Totally. I mean, 
like who we spend time around, like being around people that are charging more than us, um, being just being out and getting, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It it doesn't really happen in our heads. I always try to overthink my way out of a problem and (laughs) just start taking those action steps, doing the thing that scares us. And I would say like the cool thing is that building confidence in one area of life does transfer over into other areas of life. So like go rock climbing, go, you know, scuba diving. I don't know, like the things that scare us also raise our confidence across the board. Get on that plane, Kim. Ah. Yeah. Get on the plane, Kim. Come to Nashville on the plane. Oh, okay. Okay. I just called you out. Sorry. Oh, no. (laughs) I need to do it. I know. Okay. I want to share this. Do y'all follow James Clear and Atomic Habits? I have the book. I just read it. Yeah. Okay. So I saved this post and I think it's appropriate. He says, nothing sustains motivation better than belonging to the tribe. It transforms a personal quest into a shared one. Previously, you were on your own. Your identity was singular. You are a reader. You are a musician. You are an athlete. When you join a book club, a band, or a cycling group, your identity becomes linked to those around you. Growth and change is no longer an individual pursuit. We are readers. We are musicians. We are cyclists. The shared identity begins to reinforce your personal identity. This is why remaining part of a group after achieving a goal is crucial to maintaining your habits. It's friendship and community that embed a new identity and help behaviors last over the long run. This is why motherhood, sorry, now I'm getting emotional. This is why motherhood is so lonely because we don't have our communities like we used to. And that's why I love your group so much because it's so many moms. Like, how can I make a living at this? Because I want to be the best mom for my family and I want to live with passion. And it's just, whew, like, that's why we're doing it, right? That's why we're doing it. Totally. And I love, and I love like Shannon, like, I, that's why I love talking to you so much is like, you, I'm going to be honest with you, you intimidate us with your big numbers sometimes, girl, but <laughs> you prove to us and you, uh, that it can be done. And so, um, I think that, but full, is- I mean, it's also full disclosure, right? I'm not, I'm not doing $10,000 sales every week. Like that's not, but I'm, but I'm making enough to where I can live a life that I wake up and I'm passionate about. So right. to me, that's success to me. That's like, Oh, I'm again, working with clients who say, do what you do. Like I'm going to give you money yeah. to do it. And I fully trust you. And they're not micromanaging me because I 100% I love that, that meme that was going around like two years ago at the height of COVID where it was like the $5,000 client is the one who's calling you every day and wanting everything and questioning everything you do. And then the $50,000 clients like, here's the check. I trust you. Like there's just, there's just a difference. There really is. And I mean, Shannon talked about, about boundaries and I do think we all have such high expectations for ourselves. We forget to also have high expectations for our clients. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where there's really cool things that we can make together when we're like, I, I respect, I expect the same amount of respect back that I'm giving, you know? And I think that that goes a long way too. Okay. Last question. Any books or tools you recommend on money, mental blocks or pricing psychology in general? I'll always say get rich, lucky bitch is one of, it will always be one of my favorites. And it's so simple. I just, it was also the time, like that's hard too, because it was the time in my life where I like 
absolutely needed it. Heart of COVID, I was leaving weddings. I didn't believe that I could charge enough to get out of weddings and just do family and boudoir. And I needed someone to just be like, you're worth it. Like, you're totally worth it. And I told Kit, we talked about this on the podcast. I was listening to it while I was running and I like stopped on the side of the busy road and I was just bawling my eyes out. And people are probably like, what is wrong with this woman? But it's just like, I needed it at that time. Like I needed it to hit me when it did. Similar, the you're a badass at making money was one of my first money mindset books. And it, I, it was exactly what I needed at that time too. I was leaving a marriage and hadn't ever looked at my numbers. Like I just was like, I'm just not going to pay attention to these and had to really get empowered around money. And that one is also a quick read, easy. Um, I would say as I get deeper into some of that work, it's like, it's therapy, it's brain spotting. It's, I keep talking about these, even though I'm sure people think I'm weird for it, but like these self-hypnosis tapes that are about kind of helping you get into like, okay, but why don't I think I'm worth it? And getting back to kind of uncovering some of that stuff. Those have worked faster than like anything I've done, honestly. And they're through to be magnetic. And it's like a membership that you membership, you join and you just listen to them. They're 20 minutes. And, um, I don't know, it's, it's really helped, helped me, especially if you have like religious trauma or things that kind of get in the way of, of some of the pricing conversations. Well, thank you ladies. Tell everybody that don't already know you where they can find you and connect with you. Go ahead, Chris. Chris has an awesome podcast, so I feel like you should start. <laughs> yes. And you have a recent episode on pricing that is amazing. So they should come over <laughs> and listen to that as well. Thank you. There's a second part coming out on Monday too about portfolio. So yeah, I'm Kristen Sweeting. You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Sweeting. I have too many Instagrams. That's the main <laughs> one. And then I have a podcast, Dangerous Creatives Podcast, which I would love for you to listen to too, if you love this podcast, I think. Our listeners like each other. So <laughs> love that your podcast. I've been listening to it on my morning walks. So oh, good. So you. good. Yeah. And I'm Shannon Griffin and just Instagram, Shannon, just Shannon Griffin. And then that's my website, Shannon Griffin. <laughs> it's just all Shannon Griffin, which is my husband's last name, but it's fine. I like my logo, so I'm not changing it. Well, thank you all so much. It's always a pleasure to be with y'all. Cam, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you, Alicia. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Thanks for being vulnerable. Like you're, you're on the way to so much growth and I'm proud of you. It's awesome. Thank you guys so much. I feel like you just helped my mindset so much. I just feel like it was just like so refreshing and walking out of this with like a totally different outlook on pricing than when I walked in. So appreciate it. Yay. Thank you guys. See you soon. Thank you so much, Shannon and Kristen, for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us on the podcast today. Your input and expertise provide so much value to our TMA membership, and we cannot thank you enough for how generously and authentically you share with others in our industry. You heard me speak frequently about the Motherhood Anthology membership and the community and education it offers. This membership only opens a few times throughout the year and only for a few days. We would love to have you join us when the membership reopens very soon so that you can get in on this amazing community of like-minded business owners. Simply go to themotherhoodanthology.com, click I want in to sign up for our email list so that you don't miss out. While you're waiting on that email notification, head over to the courses tab on our website for a number of free resources available to download today. Lastly, you may connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at The Motherhood Anthology. Maddie Woodward said, 
You'll have more peace of mind by setting firm prices and marketing to the audience that values you than by discounting your prices to entice any and everyone to buy. From our lens to yours, until next time, friends.